She was the last button of Button House. The final button died today. Though where she goes, I cannot say. Oh, he's off again. It seems but hey, only yesterday. Don't go without me, our stupid body. Her life was like a play, but with no children of her own. Who then will come to call this home? Hello and welcome to the first episode of Haunting Button House, a BBC Ghost podcast. A podcast recapping and reviewing the BBC series Ghosts. Quite a formal intro there. Um, I'm probably not going to do that every week. Um, I'm trying to remember it's the, the worst thing or just read it into natural. But anyway, I'm Luke uh, and I'm joined by Tash. How are you, Tash? I'm alright, thank you, Luke. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Is that too formal of an intro? Is that... <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, this this isn't off air, by the way. We're just going to keep all this in, just Absolutely. because. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, this is our first episode. Uh, this is your first time podcasting as well, isn't it, Dash? Yeah. Just to get the at the. What what do they say? Bring the elephant. No, bring the elephant out of the room. Oh, That's not the same, is it? Ask Alexandra Burke. <laughs> she brought that. Oh, to she, her, she did. The yeah, UK, yeah, yeah. I remember she? that. Um. So discuss the elephant in the room, yeah, yes. I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, I've not done a podcast before. It feels very alien to um, be having a conversation with a microphone in between us. But maybe it'll get more natural as we go. It is always uh, hard to just kind of egg yourself on to have a conversation face-to-face with somebody that <laughs> usually, let's be honest, if we were watching Ghosts, we'd be sat on the sofa talking about it, not sat face-to-face, but... At a yeah. dining room table that we di- don't use. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we might as well just get straight into the episode. So, Luke, I think before we get into um, the first episode, uh, I think we should meet the ghosts first and we'll find out a little bit about who the ghosts are. The show is called Ghosts. Yeah. So- and they are quite a big cast of characters. Uh, we have quite a long list of, bit of who they are, so it's probably worth just explaining who they are right at the front. Um, so we have Fanny, who is a stuffy Edwardian, uh, played by Martha Howe Douglas. Um, the captain, uh, a by-the-book World, World War II soldier, played by Ben Willibond. Uh, Pat, uh, an enthusiastic scoutmaster from the 80s, played by Jim Howick. Um, Kitty a carefree Georgian noblewoman, played by Lolly Adafope. Um, Thomas, a Regency-era poet, played by Matthew Bainton. Uh, Bainton sorry. Um, Julian, a slimy politician from the 90s, played by Simon Farnaby. Um, Humphrey, a clumsy, beheaded Tudor, played by Lawrence Rickard. Um, Mary, a plain-speaking uh, peasant woman from Stuart Times, played by Katie Wicks. And Robin, uh, knowledgeable but sometimes unintelligible uh, caveman, who's also played by Lawrence Ricard. <sighs> Bit of a long list of people there. It's a lot of people, yeah. a lot of ghosts. A lot of ghosts, yeah. Um, probably worth just doing that right at the beginning, though. Um, um, I, yeah. Uh, but uh, we could probably get into the rest of the episode now, anyway. Yeah. Um, so the episode is entitled Who Do You Think You Are? Uh, it was directed by uh, Tom Kingsley who uh, also does Stafflet's Flats. Uh, this is going to hurt, and uh, near Doctor Who, um, for anybody out there who are fans of those. Um, it was written by Matthew Bainton, who plays... Um, I'm trying to find the list of people who they are now. Thomas. Uh, Thomas, and Jim Herrick, who plays Pat. Um, but it's also... It should be noted that uh, six of the ghosts are the people who are credited as the, as the creators. Um, and that's basically everyone but Katie Wicks and um, Lolly Edifope. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, uh, they're, they're in, I think you mentioned they're in part of a, a group, aren't they? Some uh, like collective. Yeah. I, I can't remember the name now. Um, Them there? Not sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, they're the creators of the series. But throughout the episode, uh, throughout each episode, there's different listed writers. Um, there's a interesting note about the episode title. Who do you think you are? Um, in um, 
writing in Broadcast Magazine, Jim Howick noted that in the 2016 episode of Who Do You Think You Are, um, there was a, a famous episode with uh, starring Danny Dyer. Uh, oh, yeah. And he um, finds out, basically, that he's he's related to Edward III uh, from <laughs> the House Plantagenet. So... Uh, uh, they basically said that they they love the idea of Danny Dyer's royal lineage. Uh, we re- mirrored this with our character Alison, who discovered her ar- aristocratic roots, which she embraced immediately and takes on with relish. Yeah, so I remember that um, that episode with Danny Dyer because I'm pretty sure um, we immediately got on to signed ourselves up for ancestry just to check in case we were um, also related to royalty. Unfortunately, not. No, um, I think. Well, well I'm not. No. Definitely, I just still don't know. I haven't signed up yet, so who knows? I I, I don't want to pay eighty pounds. This is not an advert for ancestry. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not if I said I don't want to pay eighty pounds. Um, but yeah. So, um, <laughs> is it not eighty pounds? No, that was the DNA. Was it okay? Oh, well, fair enough. Yeah. It's like ten pound a month. You cheapskate. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> not even going to pay for that. Um, but anyway, yeah, so um, that's, uh, I don't know if that's where they took the, the title from. Um, it seems to make sense anyway, so. Um, but yeah, on to the, the actual episode. So we start and we see this uh, misty view of an old manor, um, which we later find out is uh, is Button House. Um, we see it in a, quite a state of disrepair um, as it, it goes to different scenes showing different pieces of uh, uh, different rooms and basically them falling apart and um, we see uh, an old woman Lady Heather Button uh, taking her last breaths Um, now I bring up about the state of disrepair in the house because I can't believe that this old woman has lived here for that long on her own in a abandoned house I know so we we know she hasn't got any family because obviously the house has been Left as well, we don't know that at the time, though, do we? We we don't know at the time that the house has been left to Alison. No, well, it's not left to anybody because she has no relatives. Basically. No, but we don't know that at the well, time. Well, yeah, well, at the time. So, yeah. um, so yeah, so we know she hasn't got any family. Um, so yeah, who's who's been looking after her? Yeah. she's uh, an old lady. Just poor woman, basically. It's like yeah, it's mm. horrible. Um, around her we see three different people. Um, in different periods clothing uh, who we assume are relatives at the time uh, but then nope we cut to seeing uh, the other ghosts um, one with their head cut off one with an arrow through the neck and one who looks like they've been burned so uh, and they make a joke about uh, their worst being worse ways to go um, we then see this woman's spirit leaving her body uh, and she sort of hovers over her, her body, sees the ghosts and is confused to, to who they are. Uh, two of the ghosts, Julian and Robin, uh, start having bets on whether she uh, she will stay or whether she'll move on. Um, and we see Thomas start monologuing about the fate of, uh, of, the fate of being a ghost um, before we then see he's rudely interrupted as Heather uh, flies off. Um, some are, are happy, some are a bit envious, and uh, uh, in typical politician fashion, Julian um, tries to get out of the bet that he made. Um, I did like this this part where they're, they're arguing and Pat, um, in a really high voice, just goes, guys, if you please, um, which uh, uh, got the first laugh out of me. Um, they start debating on, and uh, well, they start saying if anybody's going to say any last words or not last words. What's the the phrase? Um, start saying any words for the person, and uh, the captain bagsies the room, uh, and they they all start arguing. Um, uh, we see uh, Fanny uh, then talking um, sadly about uh, this woman uh, that it's the last button in in the family. Uh, and uh, Thomas um, starts to say it aloud, who will inherit the button house now. Um, and then we go to another scene, but yeah, I don't know if there was anything from this scene that you wanted to sort of pick out. I um, I quite like how um, when Heather Button is, her spirit is going up, shall we say. Um, for now. <laughs> for now. Um uh, yeah, when her spirit's going up, we hear Mary say, lucky cow. So it kind of makes us think, you know, does 
is is being a ghost all it's cracked up to be? Well, um, I guess we'll never know. That, that, that's the thing. I mean, it, this is something I, I wrote later on. Um, but we know that some of these ghosts have been here for hundreds, some for thousands of years. And we see later on their ways to make it more bearable. But, I mean, it must be bloody boring. Like, you're just well, yeah. standing around watching people, basically. Well, yeah, so, again... And you can't interact with them either. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's really, it must be really strange. And, yeah, as you say, really, really boring. Um, I also liked um, Thomas um, when he was sort of giving her some final words. He says, but with no children of her own, who then will come to call this home... <laughs> So will it? You know, it's kind of what's going to happen uh, next. But I suppose we we shortly find out, yeah. don't we? I quite like that. Uh, we we start seeing the glimpses that he's a poet, but not really a, a good one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's quite just basic rhyming, I guess. I did notice in that scene though. Um, Thomas is um, at the window, mm. and the curtains are pretty much drawn um, with a slight um, gap in them and he's looking out of the window moving the curtain and um, we see the sunlight on his body Mm. and it did make me question like how does sunlight reflect (laughs) off a ghost? I think we have to give Uh, (laughs) him a bit of slack. Um, Yeah. Um, um, But it's it's like shines across his face and like on his clothes. So yeah. Why why did they not get an actual ghost? Exactly. Why? (laughs) Um, So yeah. But um, we also I I like how everyone just starts leaving as he starts doing his poem at the end. Um, They've probably heard many. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say they've they've endured this for a while. Um, But then we cut to uh, our other main characters, uh, married couple Alison and Mike. played by uh, Charlotte Ritchie and uh, Kyle Smith-Biner. Um, and we see that they're uh, looking for their first house together, or, well, I say house, uh, for their first flat together. Um, they mention that they're only looking for flats because they can't afford a house. And we see how just soul-crushing this this task is. And, I mean, as previous flat hunters, we know how just dull this this process is uh so yeah we, we i think we can both sort of appreciate <laughs> that that side of it um we see that um as they're looking around they see that there's a buddy's fish and pizza across the road though so it's not all bad that's all you can need really in it fish and pizza <laughs> um and then we uh allison starts getting a phone call uh from a solicitor solicitor um who um informs her that she's inherited a house uh, and this being button house and then we get into the intro so this is kind of like the opening scene um or the opening scenes of the episode um wouldn't everybody love to get that phone call though i thought that yeah uh, it seems like kind of the dream doesn't it that they they inherit this house i mean later later on i guess she doesn't know what kind of house she's inherited true it could true. be a two up Two down. I mean, even still these days, well, probably yeah. not a bad, bad thing to <laughs> inherit. Um, and then we get into the intro. Um, it's not really like an iconic intro scene. Uh, it's kind of like spooky and sets up the episode. But, and it's it's quite short, which is a bonus, I think. Um, I think whenever you've watched like a TV show like Game of Thrones, um, that intro's good the first time you see it and then just gets more and more dull there as, as you go on, I guess. Um then we're in the solicitor's office. Uh, we see Alison and Mike um, basically uh, being talked to by their solicitor, and they find that they are the uh, distant relatives of the late Lady Button. Um, we find that uh, uh, Lady Button has no close relatives of her own, and uh, Alison's the only one left, basically, at this point. We see that they have this um, family tree, and she's far off to the right, so you know she's quite a, a distant relative. Um, I do sympathise with Mike in this situation. Um, everybody who's had to do a uh, grown-up thing, I suppose, in their life uh, and doesn't really know how to act in that situation and he just keeps talking himself in circles, basically. I think that's, that's you. Basically, it's me. Is, yeah. uh, you like to fill awkward situations <laughs> with 
nonsense. Basically, yeah. I mean, that's that's a podcast, pretty much, isn't well, it? Yeah. Um, especially the potpourri part always always makes me laugh. Um, I like how he continues to chew it as well. <laughs> yeah, like, well, uh, you've committed, I suppose, yeah. at that point. Um, the solicitor suggests um, that the couple sell the house. Um, they could maybe make a hotel chain out of it. Um, as he's sort of explaining this, it's kind of um, echoey because she doesn't. He's not really paying attention. She's just you know just realised that she's inherited inherited a massive house. Um, yeah, he mentions that the building work's going to be expen- uh, expensive, um, but they decide we're going to keep the house uh, rather than turn it into hotels. Um, we, I think their idea is to turn it into a hotel. Oh yeah, yeah, they get themselves, isn't it? Yeah. So instead yeah. of selling it to like a bigger company, they yeah. they want to turn it into a hotel. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, rather and do the everything themselves. Um, we also see a picture of Fanny uh, in the. Um, Sorry, that's childish. <laughs> uh, we see a a picture of uh, Fanny Button um, in the uh, the actual file of the the house. Uh, so early on, we we see her. So we know later on when when they see each other, they'll she'll recognize her. Um, we don't see that in the first episode, but I think maybe in episode two we, we will. Um, and uh, I know they mentioned that there's a lot of work in this, but this is kind of the dream, really, isn't it? Like. They mentioned that they could turn it into their their job as well. So you get a free house and you don't have to work. I mean, that's, that's yeah, but they still got to pay for all the extensive renovations I, I su- of the house. I suppose we've already but... discussed what a state of disrepair the house is. I suppose. I would suppose. you uh, would Would you keep it? Um, I think I would. Yeah, I think I would keep this because, as I said, it's I know there's a lot of work and a lot of money involved and everything, but it's a nice, it's a nice project, really. You know, I mean, like it's something. Something to do that's, I don't know, it's interesting, and that the, there's history to the house. Would you, would you keep it, or what would you do? I think so. I think I'd at least give it a go because you've got nothing to lose, really, if you've got it for free. Yeah, yeah. Um, although who's going to pay the um, solicitor fees of like you know transferring <laughs> the house into Alison's name? But like this, this TV land, we don't need to worry uh, about. There's too many practical. <laughs> Elements that have not been addressed in the show. That, <laughs> then let's um, talk about the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know what you mean though. It's yeah. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of legwork to do in this, but you know, don't worry about that. Um, we cut back to Button House and we see Humphrey, uh, Humphrey trying to find his head uh, again, uh, as we saw earlier on as as well. He dropped his head uh, right at the beginning. Uh, we see Robin and Julian playing chess, and we see the rest of the ghosts are listening to Mary's talk of the day. Um, apparently, the the wicker basket line where she mentions that it was five potatoes high, apparently that was a, a an ad lib by Katie Wicks. She just came up with that basically. Um, well, that's what I read. Um, so yeah, I do like that. There's uh, little lines that they've uh, they've added themselves, I guess. I think five potatoes high kind of um, reminds me of when you think of like a house Mm. and then you think of how tall you are and then you think, oh, if I stood on my shoulders with another on my shoulders, another on my shoulders, I'd be like five of me or six, seven, eight, nine of me would be the height of a house. Does anyone else probably not do that? I think everyone does, don't they? Rather than whenever you find out that a house is like... I don't know, like ten foot. You go, oh, how many? That that's two of me or something. No, dead no, no, not you. Just just about. Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should probably say for this is an audio medium. I'm I'm quite short, so. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, they're 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 all listening to this talk. Uh, I like how this addresses one of the questions we mentioned earlier on, is that if you're a ghost, you've got endless amounts of time. So in this case, they they pass the time by. This quite mundane exchange of experiences in life, which you know definitely is Pat's initiative. Like I don't know what they've done for. It's a very scout thing to do, yeah. isn't it? Of having talks of the day. I've I've never been in the scouts or any of those groups, but is is that is that what it's like? Or um, yeah, I was in the brownies. Yeah, and uh, people would come and do talks, and uh, probably not often, but yeah. it was definitely uh definitely a thing. Um. I like how when Julian 
and Robin are playing chess. Like they can't move the pieces, so they kind of just point to where, yeah, where the pieces would, would be. Yeah. And um, I like how Julian says pawn, and uh, Robin says prawn. Duka duka. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do like how he kind of like interprets things slightly differently to what what we would. I think as well, it's like you see this later on, especially Robin, that he's he's not able to get his words across properly. Um, but he's got a lot upstairs, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's been around the longest of, of all these ghosts, mm. so, you know, he's quite wise, but he just doesn't know how to say these things correctly, so... Um, but, yeah, anyway, so um, we see um, the captain brings up his point after the talk. Um, he says, um, because he's moved bedrooms recently, um, he's quite angry um, with Fanny because, um, basically, every night... Um, she jumps out of the top window and screams, uh, and this is every night at 12, 12 o'clock, is it? Um, which wakes him up, which also is, is another thing to know. Ghosts sleep. Um, that's something I didn't think they would do. I, you know, mm. but. I'm just thinking about how if I was a ghost, I would just sleep all the time. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to sleep if you're a ghost. You know, it's, you're, you're dead. How do you but, know? Well, it's, yeah, I don't. You don't know. <laughs> um. But yeah, so uh, yeah, um, they basically uh, we find out that Fanny's doing um, this reenactment of her death, basically, um, or we don't understand the, the reason for it um, till later on. But this is her how she died. Um, they start having a dispute uh, about uh, Fanny says that this is her house; she'll do what she like, and Robin kind of says, "I, I was here first, essentially." <laughs> um, and Thomas starts complaining that. Uh, uh, all this arguing is disrupting his art. I wish you would all hush. I cannot do my work with all this agitation. Work? You haven't done a day's work in your life. Or death. Oh, he's an artist. <laughs> he's ahead of his time. Oh, he can't still be ahead of his time, Kitty. Guys, please. Why don't you just go back to your old room in the East Wing? I don't see why I should. I wanted the garden view. Now, as ranking well, officer... the garden view comes with the screaming woman! You get used to it after a hundred years. Yes! I think it's interesting the first mention of ownership mm. of the property. So, like, Robin owned the land. Well, how does a caveman own anything? Well, or how did they own something in, in those times? Like, you know, there wouldn't be a... Couldn't go... To like the archives and and find out who owned that land in whatever what is, what is it like ten thousand BC. BC yeah so you know he he says he owns the land I mean we only have his word to go off there um, but Fanny owns owned the house mm. um, I so say, I think that's interesting that that that's kind of like an insight into into the house as well I think it's just finders keepers rule for cavemen basically. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, so uh, yeah, Thomas is complaining about uh, interrupting his art, which uh, Kitty notes is ahead of his time, um, which is hard to be when you're uh, an artist in the 1700s. Um, the argument is eventually settled by Robin, who suggests, why don't we just swap rooms? Um, uh, you know, uh, if she's on the, the, the ground floor, then it's fine. She, she's not going to jump out of, his, uh, out of the window. Um, so they all agree. All seems fine. So I quite like how Robin is the most sensible and reasonable in coming up with a, a solution for that. Mainly that he probably, well, I suppose most of his life he's had a bedroom. And it's weird that the ghosts each have their own bedrooms. Yeah, oh, well, they'd have had to um, organise that, wouldn't they? I guess so. Um, but then obviously the captain goes to bed in his new room and he very formally lays down on the bed um and then not long after um fanny comes in and um does the same as she always does and and jumps out the window and she says george before she jumps um or does she jump well <laughs> we we aren't sure at this point we just see that she goes flying out of the out window, of the window yeah. and brushes herself down and yeah. when she gets to the bottom yeah face plants the floor which i imagine is how she probably would have found out she's a ghost she must have got up from the floor and brushed herself down and then oh, yeah. oh my god i'm a <laughs> yeah. ghost <laughs> um so yeah um then the next day we see uh allison and mike uh are heading towards the house um I like that we get this compilation of them um, just unable to remember any of the words to 
uh, Sexy Back and uh, I can't remember some of the other songs that they're listening to at the time, but they kind of know the, the, main, <laughs> the main, main lyric and then just go for the rest of it, which is familiar for uh, the, the, the amount of times we've been driving with the Now CD, uh, trying to remember any of the lyrics to anything. Um, but also they don't know where they're uh, where the house is um they pull up they start saying how they feel that they've always meant to be here and then they realize it's the wrong house uh so have to go again um we cut back to the ghosts who are in the uh house arguing about uh fanny um jumping out of the window again and screaming um but this conversation is interrupted by robin who um uh sees uh, alison and mike arriving at button house I think it's important to add there, though, that when they're having the conversation about Fanny still jumping out the window, even though she's in a different room, we can kind of... um, And also Pat actually says, maybe there's a deeply buried reason as to why she's reenacting her death each night. Um, And we we can tell that she clearly knows why that's happening. Um, But obviously she's kept it a secret for so long um, that... um, that she doesn't share it and then because of the arrival of Alison and Mike um, they kind of like change subject and, and go on to the next thing so I think it's quite sad really that yeah. she hasn't she wants to share um, but in that moment um, wasn't able to and it, it, it it's kind of like something that's brought up as well from other ghosts as well because it's a bit later on with um, Mary um, when they ask her about or ask her about one of her talks I think that was before when she was doing the five potatoes Um, um, Pat says maybe tomorrow we can hear about the trial Mm. and she kind of like sizzles uh, at the thought of like discussing her trial so um, you know maybe some of them want to share a traumatic experience but um Others um, don't 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 want to share that with everyone. So. Which is fair. Which is fair. Um, we see them arrive anyway. Uh, they get in the car. I lo- like that Robin doesn't really know what a car is. Um, he just tries to describe it um, as what did he call it? Metal box with wheels. Which <laughs> <laughs> is pretty accurate to be well, fair. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as they get out, uh, Pat hears um, Kim Wilde, which he's probably not heard for a long time. Um, and uh, as they're getting out, Thomas uh, sees Alison for the first time and seemingly falls in love at first sight, starts uh, giving a soliloquy on, on her um, beauty and stuff like that. And we also see that the captain says that uh, Mike would make a, a, a brilliant soldier. Um, uh, I think that's the first indication that we might have had that the, the captain might be gay. Also, just a side note to that, do we ever find out the captain's real name? Um, because we always call him the captain. In everything that I've read, he's the captain. The captain, yeah. Um, so let's pause that thought and then when we come back to it, uh, when we if we do ever find out his name, uh, we need to remember that, that um, we queried this. Maybe listeners would be able to tell us. I'm sure I saw a name on like a wiki or something like that, but I can't remember what it was now. Mm-hmm. And I also don't know if that's... <laughs> You know, wikis can be edited by anybody, yeah. so maybe that's not true. But yeah, if you do know, let us know. Um, we see Alison and Mike uh, exploring the house. Uh, I like how Mike points out the armour and is pretty uh, pretty happy with that, which, to be fair, um, if I saw a, a suit of armour in a house I just inherited, I'd have the helmet on in a flash, to be honest. So, uh, Which probably is not a good idea, but you know. when How many opportunities do you have to stick a, a knight's helmet on your head? You know what I mean? Oh. Not many. <laughs> the uh, the ghosts aren't happy with their proposed changes to the rooms, so they're they're uh, sort of explaining the different theme rooms that they could have. Uh, Fanny says uh, over my my dead body, um, uh, and then as somebody goes to call her out, she just says, "I know." Um, but they all te- seem to agree that the last room, the Club Tropicana room, they're like oh, that's not a bad idea actually. That would which, be great. Yeah. I'd who love doesn't that. love Who doesn't love Trump? Club Trub Clopicana. <laughs> um, Club Tropicana. Um, but yeah, so Alison, uh, then we then see them outside and they're uh, pointing out uh, the different things that they could do with the grounds. Uh, Pat sort of says that, um, you know, they seem nice. Um, you know, there's no reason to sort of 
look down on them. But as this is happening, Alison points at something and pushes a hand through Pat's head. So we can see that he, that's obviously uncomfortable for him. It seems to happen a lot as well, because oh, yeah. one of them says, oh, I hate it when that, that happens. Mary so, says that, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah. But I don't know, I wonder how that would feel. Like, would it be painful? Or would it just feel like, like, icky? Yeah, I, I don't know if it'd be painful. I reckon it would be like... Um, Nauseous, I imagine. Do you know when you get electrocuted? No. So, like, your body just has, like, this weird, like, like, it's like... It's not painful mm. as such. It's just like a weird reaction that your body has. Or like I'll... when you get really scared. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe and you're just like... <gasps> <laughs> Intake a breath. Mm. Like, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, let us know what you think having a, a human hand pushed through your ghostly head would feel like. Um, the ghosts are... Uh, you know, they, they seem that, that it's all going to be fine and then they, they drop the bombshell that they're going to turn into a hotel. Uh, and the ghosts um, are alarmed at this. I like how, at this point, Robin's like, what's a hotel? Uh, he doesn't seem bothered by the idea until they tell him what a hotel is. And then we sh- uh, hard cut to him saying... Kill them. <laughs> yeah. um, and Julian agrees, although, again, typically in a politician way, he doesn't outright say, yes, we will kill them. He sort of says, yeah, I would agree to the proposed use of force or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, and then as they're discussing this... Uh, they, someone suggests maybe they move to the gatehouse and Mary just says, no, I would I would prefer if we kill them as well. So at this point, we've, we've got a, uh, some vengeful ghosts in the, in the house. Um, but after some debating and some discussion, they decide that maybe they should just haunt them um, and get them to leave as they are ghosts after all. And just that point, I think Pat saying, we are ghosts, maybe we could haunt them, is what gave us the idea for the episode. For the um, name of the podcast, Haunting Button House. Yeah, yeah. I think we we did watch the first episode about four times, something <laughs> like that, didn't we? When <laughs> we were trying to uh, figure out what we wanted to do with this. So, um, although saying that, I can't remember some of the stuff that happens in here, as we found out earlier. <laughs> so, um, we then cut to the next day, and we see the first hints of how unlivable this house is going to uh, going to be. Uh, so Mike mentions that he went went to make her a cup of tea. There's no water in the taps. To boil the kettle, he had to plug it in in uh, the library. I think he mentions, and then we see uh, or hear that there's a pigeon or pigeons living in their bedroom. Um, so they set about um, trying to fix up the house, and they mention that start with the pigeon. So I had a look, um, and I thought a bird in the house um, is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so a bird in the house is a bad omen um, and it says it's one of the most common superstitions around a bird flying into your house is that it's a sign of bad fortune or even a warm, a warning of impending death. Mm. So it uh, kind of, maybe if you were superstitious you would know that that might be a sign of things to come. Um, but other bird bad lucks are bringing peacock feathers into the house is bad luck. However, common occurrence. <laughs> however, in India, China and Japan, bringing peacock feathers indoors is actually supposed to increase good luck by providing extra eyes around the house to protect occupants from danger. A woodpecker knocking on a house is a sign of impending death. <laughs> so woody woodpecker's quite, uh, <laughs> quite bad, really. Um, wherever, uh, Whatever you are doing when you hear the first cuckoo predicts your year. It is unlucky to kill or harm a robin, but why would anyone want to do that anyway? Because if you do, then you deserve the bad luck. Yeah, who's killing birds? Well, exactly, especially a little robin. Like, yeah. Why would anyone want to do that? Um, and finally, if the ravens leave the Tower of London, then the crown and kingdom will fall. I have heard of that one, yeah. Yes. That's why there's a raven master in there, there to sort of look after Make them. sure that yeah. he blooming stay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I uh, I mean you have to assume that that pigeon is in the the bed. Uh, they've written that in for a reason. Then there's this sort of hint of impending mm-hmm. doom. Um, even though it's just they just wanted a gag about a bird being in the house. <laughs> who knows? Um, we then get a rundown of the ghosts going through their their abilities basically um, of how they're going to use them to haunt them and scare them out of the house. Um, 
And we're also introduced to the the first of the plague ghosts. We don't realise there's a group of them until much later on, but we hear about the the scary plague girl who sings uh, Lucy, Lucy, uh, who sings her uh, scary song. And um, I like in this this scene, um, the captain is quite good. Uh, he just has an annoyance about Mary's grammar just from the off. Like she, uh, I can't remember exactly how she phrases something, but he's just annoyed at how she has uh, and then also when we see the plague girl uh, approach later on he just shudders <laughs> when he sees her at the corner of his eye um, Kitty with some enthusiasm gives some uh, as they sort of pl- line up outside the bathroom ready to, to sort of encounter to uh, encounter Alison I was going to say Charlotte then um, I noticed at that point um when um thomas is looking through so alison's in the shower isn't Mm. she and they're getting ready to like spook her um and thomas is is looking through the door Uh, he says he can't see anything um but well yeah um i noticed um on pat's arm one of his badges and it says first aid so oh, really? obviously, um, I thought that was quite funny because he's got an arrow through his neck, and I'm not <laughs> quite sure that that um, that first aid badge was probably very useful at the time that he probably desperately needed it's, to know first it's, aid. It's a bit beyond first aid, isn't <laughs> it? Um, but yeah, so uh, we see them all set up, and they're getting ready to sort of uh, ambush Allison. So Robin's flickering the lights. Yeah, yeah. Um. Mary, if you pass through her, you can smell burning. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, obviously the plague girl, Lucy, um, is singing. And then Julian, um, if he tries really, really hard with one of his fingers, he's able to move um, move things. Objects, so. yeah. Um, but before they do this, Kitty gives this rousing speech of about how they should all try their best and... Uh, uh, the captain is uh, like, okay, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, I like during the scene as they they go through all the abilities you just mentioned. They um they keep cutting between what Alison sees and what the ghosts are seeing, mm. and with the ghosts, it's just this absolute chaos of them trying to uh, make all this happen. And Alison is just completely oblivious to everything and just walking through. Um, she kind of turns around when the uh, when the the lights are flickering, but mm. that's about it, really. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because uh, they, they fought them each time. And they, they, the light flickers. She kind of isn't. Um. What does she do now? She. Um. She flicks the light on, which electrocutes. Electrocutes him, Robin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. The smell. She's not too bothered about. She, she thinks it's toast. Toast. The song. Um. Um. <laughs> Mike gets the speakers working, and uh, Julian's push attempt just doesn't. Event to no. anything. I do like though. Like it's this like chaotic, screaming and. Um, them like trying to get get um to to spot to spook her, um and then it cuts to Alison and it's a little bit quieter and then it's back again with yeah, like the yeah. the chaos, um and then right at the end as Julian's like trying so desperately to move this vase with his finger, it ends with this this final like pop as he like <laughs> moves the vase like such a small amount that that she's already walked past yeah. anyway and doesn't even notice. He does mention that it is bigger than a cup, so it you is know. bigger than a cup, and I imagine it was quite difficult to. Uh, you have to give him some slack with that one, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, it all ends in failure. Um, and then later that day we see... Uh, so they mention uh, when, when she's in the shower that the hot water goes off. So they uh, decide that they need to head into the basement to try and fix the boiler. Now, this is probably the scariest part of the episode, I'd say. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not really, like, scary, scary, but you know what I mean? Like, it's the only one with a bit of... Um, yeah, a bit of creepiness to it. I, I do suppose. like Mike's um, song. The Don't Be Scared yeah. song. Yeah. Sing something. Make this less scary. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. I'm not scared. Okay, you're making it worse. So, yeah, I mean, it is scary, like, going into basements. No one likes doing that. I used to work at a pub, and they, um, when whenever they needed to do something... Um, they had their cellar, but then they also had the basement part of the, the there where they used to store just some stuff. And no one liked going down there because it's just an old building and stuff like that. The thing that. is, that kind of takes back to a conversation that we were having the other day. Yeah. In that, um, obviously, we mentioned like in the episode zero that 
you don't believe in ghosts and mm-hmm. I'm open to ghosts. So what are you scared of? I don't know. So just... you're scared of going into a basement. That's dark. Totally understand yeah, I think that. it's just uh, being in a, a dark room just on your own. It's just scary. But what are you scared of? I don't know. Who knows what it could be. No. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that there's not ghosts. I just don't believe in them. But, you know. Maybe they'll get me down there, and I just <laughs> that'll that'll show me when it. Um, so we meet the plague ghosts in the basement. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, we meet the plague ghosts. Um, uh, they're from the uh, just from the medieval times, and I, I like this the introduction of them. It feels like do you remember that um, phones for you advert ages ago? <laughs> There's no. a weird comparison. There was an advert where it would show like the the this like flickering image of a ghost in the background and then as the, the lights went out she got closer um and it's i guess it's just like a trope of like horror films of like whenever the lights go out and come back on they get a bit closer but yeah when we see the ghosts they're in the distance and then the lights go out, come back on and they're right behind them talking but they're not that threatening actually they're just like you know they're they're just critiquing um their uh, inability to fix this issue essentially i like how they know um, when Mike um go so he's fixing the boiler, isn't he? Yeah. And um, he he does something, um, and they're like, it's the valve for the filling loop, yeah. like as if like obviously, like how a plague ghost gonna know how to fix a boiler, like who taught them? Or maybe they looked, watched someone else fix the boiler at some point, and and learned and listened how to do it. Um, so that's something to take away. Well, Listen had- and learn, and you will know how to fix a boiler. They've had time on their hands. They they've probably seen a lot of people come in and fix this boy. I don't know when. Like I said, it's been, <laughs> but they've got to have seen somebody. So yeah, they're just observant. Um, they go back upstairs uh, and inspect the um, the radiators to see if that has fixed the boiler. Uh, uh, and Alison goes up into the first floor, uh, and while she's up there looking for this, she sees a nest of pigeons. Uh, have intruded into the house. Um, just at this moment, though, Julian is passing by and he spots Alison leaning out of the rin- window uh, and uh, using his ability, he goes up behind her and gives her a slight nudge and she falls out of the window. I mean, that is absolutely what happens. Yeah. But I must say, Alison was leaning out of the window very irresponsibly. You're quite reckless, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to lean out of a window, first story up, first flight up, and uh, to lift your legs up and balance yourself out of the window is, as you say, pretty reckless. So even if she wasn't pushed by Julian, I'd say she was asking for <laughs> You're saying she got what coming, what's coming to her. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, she should have been a little bit more careful and well. maybe... You know, but then we wouldn't have a TV show to watch. That so, is true. You know. it'd be, it'd be very boring TV <laughs> show in the end. So yeah. Um, so yeah, she falls out the window, um, and we see uh, Mike rush uh, to her as she's lying on the ground as a consciousness is fading, and you kind of see in the distance the ghosts in the top window, and this is from her perspective now. So you you get this inclination that she can see the ghosts, but obviously at this point she doesn't know what they are. I think it's uh, the first time that she sees... So I looked at it quite carefully and tried to figure out who was in the window. So I think it was Pat, the captain, Fanny and Thomas in the window. Mm. Um, so that's kind of like the very first time mm. that she sees them. Although maybe she obviously doesn't remember seeing them. That is sort of our first um, time seeing her see them. Um the ambulance arrives, escorts her away, and in the meantime, we see all of the ghosts kind of confront Julian um, for pushing Alison out the window. Um, and I just love this scene, how it just per- perfectly encapsulates Julian. Uh, they're just asking him, did you push her out the window, yes or no? And he will not say... A politician's answer. Yeah, he, he, he even at one point returns the question back to Pat. And asks him a question of, of uh, something like, would it have been better if she was pushed out the window or something like that? Um, and we also see uh, uh, Thomas. Um, it's the first indication to, we find out later on um, that he's actually Scottish. 
But it's the first time we actually see any of his sort of like his accent come out <laughs> in this. Um, but it just feels like he's just doing a uh, yeah yeah just just angry and about it I suppose. Um, so uh, this kind of prompts Fanny to actually talk about what happened to her uh, on her um, her death day, um, revealing that um, it was actually her husband George that pushed her out of the window and killed her. Um, she she says and goes on to explain that she was pushed because she um, saw him um, with the groundskeeper uh, and the butler uh, in what Mary describes as a manwich. Uh, or a Moroccan tea party. Moroccan. Now, did you Google this? Cause no, I, did. I didn't. I was, like, I was like, is this a real thing? Like, is this... <laughs> it, it's not. It, oh, no way. <laughs> it was made up, but, but I, I like the term anyway. <laughs> I like how when um, Mary is talking about... No, not Mary. When Fanny is talking about um, the groundskeeper um, with George and the butler, uh, we hear in the background the captain going, good lord. Um, <laughs> yeah. Another kind of like, hmm. What's well, the... th- there's another bit as well. When um, uh, yeah. Ju- Julian's explaining what a Moroccan sandwich, uh, a Moroccan tea party, <laughs> not a sandwich, <laughs> a Moroccan tea party is, watch the captain's face. He mm. looks like puzzled as like, huh, what would that look like? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and yeah, she, she goes through this and explains all this. And she said she's felt it, she's, you know, struggled to, to tell people about this. But obviously, they're ghosts, they've been around. Uh, and I think Thomas is the first one to say he saw all this, he mm. knows this all happened. He saw it happen. Yeah. Um, has did most of them, I think, apart from the newer ghosts, really. Mm. So that would probably be Julian, Pat, and the, the, captain. the captain. I think yeah. it's just those three. Mm. <laughs> um, and as they've gone through all this, um, Pat thinks oh, maybe that was, you know, the the thing that was causing her to relive this this moment and causing her to reenact it. And because of this, now she she'll stop doing this. Um, we then cut to later that evening, and Fanny reenacts it again, and we realise now it it doesn't. Uh, it's not going to stop this. And nightly terrors. And nightly terrors, yeah. And um, so as they're walking away, Pat and uh, the captain notice the clock and think maybe this is worth a try. And we see Julian set the clock back. And then we see um, Fanny does reenact the death, but now they've changed it to in the morning. So they're all woken up by her jumping out the window rather than, well, woken up as an alarm, I guess, rather than in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. Um, we then cut to, I think they mentioned it's about two weeks later, and we see, well, initially we see Mike on the bed reading um, some document, and you think, oh, well, what's happened here? Has, has Alison joined the ghost? But no, it's just a fake out. Uh, she's fine. Um, she was in an induced coma, um, but, you know, other than that... She... It just, they do say that she died for a bit. Yes, so. yeah, which is which is key, I think, for, for this. Um and um, Mike uh, Allison does ask about the the surveys and everything um for the house, but Mike kind of um, I guess lies, but doesn't lie because he's just going to tell her about it later. I guess, um, but says no, they didn't come back, and uh, doesn't want to burden her with it right this second. We then come back to the house and we see uh, Mary giving one of her talks of the day again. Um, except this time she's talking about cows. Um. I like a description of um, you want to get the end uh, for looking. Uh, you want to get the end and not the, the, the part for looking and chewing out of, mm. uh, which is a good description, I think, of, of her face. Um, and she's... Uh, what's she describing now? Uh, Milking how, a cow. How to milk a cow, yeah. I think when she does the action again, the captain goes, good lord. <laughs> when she says, give it a tug and you get a big square of the yeah. stuff. And you, <laughs> um, good lord. Which again is, is like, uh, obviously later on it's, I think the program's on earlier, but at this point it's past the watershed and mm. I wonder if they, they put in these like kind of dirty jokes in there as well. Uh, but, Adult you know, jokes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we um, we see Mike and Alison return to Button House the reveal uh, to Alison that, uh, or he reveals that the survey did actually come back, but you know it's all fine. He's sorted it. He's took out a loan, <laughs> and he's he's already paid a deposit for the renovation work that they need to do. Um, 
would this I wrote here, stress? do not do this to me, Luke. Ask me first. <laughs> yeah. So if we're ever in that position, please... Please ask me first. Yeah, I didn't think anybody would be happy for somebody to be like, I've taken out a, what I imagine is quite a substantial loan uh, to sort of cover all this. So, yeah. Um, and this also adds a bit of worry into Alison. You see her at the time is not looking uh, happy about this. Mm. Um, and you know, this comes up later on as well. But, um, yeah, we see the builders actually arrive and they start making their way into the house. And... Um, as this is happening, uh, Julian walks out at the same time as the builders are there. Uh, the builder makes a note that they all need to wear hard hats. And uh, as Alison sees Julian for the first time, she says, oh, you should be wearing a hard hat. Um, to which he freaks out about, realising she's seen me and has actually just spoke to me. Um, but obviously she doesn't know he's a ghost at this time. Um, he runs to the other ghost to tell him what's happened. And we see Alison later on in a different room having um, second thoughts about this whole project, basically. And, uh, yeah, with this of knowing how much she's put down in, in, a, in a loan to actually get this going, she starts doubting her, uh, their plans, basically. Um, Mike tries to calm her down and, you know, say it's all going to be fine, we're going to sort it. But at this time we see heads start popping out of the wall from behind Mike. And we uh, see Alison look shocked. And he's like, you know, I understand your worries as, as as we see these ghosts all walking towards her. And then we finally, we end the episode with uh, Humphrey um, arriving behind her and Alison just screams. Humphrey hasn't got his head. Yes, yeah, that's a key, that's key, key, key point yeah. that he hasn't got his head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but how would you react if you were in Alison's um, position? Um, well, I think I'd probably think I was going mad or something like or something had mm, happened. I'd you'd just, question your sanity. Especially if I'd just fallen out a window and been put into a coma. I you suppose, know what I mean? yeah, think... you probably wouldn't and just immediately think, um, oh, there's a these are ghosts yeah. you'd think that it was your brain playing tricks on you maybe pretty much yeah but yeah. um anyway that's the end of the episode so uh what do you think overall i thought it was good good to start an episode mm. i think it's uh, we meet all of the characters in the first episode well all of the main characters in the first episode um and it kind of gives us a little bit um of information about them and we want to know more about the characters um what do you think? Yeah, I thought it's it's a solid intro episode. It's not like the best episode of the, of the entire series, um, but it does all of the groundwork for actually setting up the characters and, um, yeah, introduces them so you get a glimpse of who everyone is and what the setting is and everything. Um, but I think if I was a new viewer, I'd definitely give the second episode a, a, a watch based off of this one. So I think it does the job um, on that. So um, I did put down a rating. I don't know if you gave a rating yourself. Uh, yeah. Um, what did you rate it? I gave it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. I also gave it the exact same. Oh, right. so we're on the same page there. But saying that, I had a look on IMDb and... Um, uh, with 968 ratings, it got a 7.4. So Okay, so kind of like, yeah, middle. Pretty much. Kind of bang on, really. Yeah, so. Um. So, I suppose we've just um, gone through the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, of ghosts and we've encountered button house for the first time um i thought uh, it might be interesting to have a look at some other haunted buildings um that we have um in the uk but as we're from the west midlands i thought we could start in the west midlands for our first series and see how we go yeah if anyone has any buildings they'd like to suggest for maybe series two um, we'd be open to those. Yeah, definitely. So, for this episode, um, we're going to have a look at Dudley Castle, which is in Dudley. <laughs> funny, in funny the West that, Midlands, yeah. 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 Um, so, I've got a little bit of information about Dudley Castle. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and um, the ghosts that may or may not roam the uh, the grounds, the grounds, the zoo. The zoo. The yeah. zoo. We'll come to that. We will come to that. <laughs> Jumping ahead. So, um, so Dudley Castle has a reputation of being one of Britain's most haunted castles. The castle was first built in 1071 as a moat and bailey fortification, as was common following the Norman invasion in 1066. It was one of the many fortifications built by followers of William the Conqueror to help him maintain control of the land and its inhabitants. And in Dudley, you would need a castle to control (laughs) the inhabitants. (laughs) It's okay, we could say that, we're near there. (laughs) So Dudley Castle itself sits within 40 acres of ground, which is now home to home of Dudley Zoo and Gardens. The Dudley Zoological Society was founded in 1935 and the gardens themselves opened to the public in 1937. So we've been. We have been. I didn't realise it was like that new. I thought it was older like than, than 1930s. The actual zoo or the castle? The zoo, the zoo mm. part, yeah. Um, but we have think, been, yeah. yeah. No, it's good. Although just, you know, if you do decide to go... Um, it's all uphill. Very hilly. It's yeah. very hilly. Yeah, it is basically a hill. Well, you just walk sort of in a circle all the way round yeah. to get to the to the castle. Mm-hmm. But you can go on that little thing, mm-hmm. but you won't catch me on I that. I would say but train, but train on It's not wheels. a train. It's like a... It's a land train? I don't know. I don't know no. Oh, no. I don't mean that. I mean the... Um... The chair thing that you sit oh, on. Oh, the um, the lift, like the lift yeah, yeah. thing. I yeah. would not. I don't know if you go can on go on that. No, to be honest, I, I think it's. I think it's open. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen anybody on it. Maybe no one's brave enough. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's the um the castle at, as it stands at the moment. Mm-hmm. So ghost sightings were first recorded at Dudley Castle in the eighteen seventies by Harry Bentham, mm-hmm. a local man who collected ghost stories. Sightings of ghosts was again recorded in the 1930s and witnessed by a guide and two visitors. The guide later reported, It happened on a fairly quiet afternoon. I was sitting at the bottom of the castle keep with two other people in view of the doorway when suddenly two elderly people came around from the keep dressed in either 17th or 18th century clothing. They were walking arm in arm and the man held a crooked walking stick and wore a very tall hat. They walked straight past us and up into the keep. I went after them, but there was no one there. They had just disappeared. Oh, much, much like the ghosts of Button House, just into the walls. They've exactly. Gone. So 17th and 18th century clothes. Mm-hmm. What ghost would that... Which of our ghosts Yeah, yeah. would that sort of align the most Probably with? with Thomas, I'd say, wouldn't he? He's like 17th century, isn't he? Seventy. Uh, sorry, he's like eighteenth century. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, mm. maybe Thomas or Kitty. Yeah. Okay. So then, in nineteen sixty-six, a teenager working at the zoo reported hearing weird noises, which were accompanied by the shape of a woman in a white gown. He resigned soon after the incident. This could be the ghost of the grey lady who was seen in various parts of the castle. It has been suggested that she is Dorothy Beaumont, the wife of the royalist second-in-command, who died during childbirth when the castle was besieged by parliamentary forces in 1646. She is said to wander the castle and its grounds, believed to be because her request on her deathbed was not granted. She asked to be buried beside her daughter and that her husband attend the funeral. Because neither of these things occurred, Dorothy continues to be tormented to this day and therefore cannot rest. Do you think the ghost would get over it after a bit? They'd be like, oh, it's not worth the hassle of keeping on onto this for so long, you know? Right? I don't think it's that. It's deeper than that. <laughs> I think it's not something you can just get over. Do you reckon? 500 yeah. years on, you'd be like, still annoyed about this. I can keep a grudge. <laughs> for <laughs> um, 500 years? I would, um, I would say, yeah. So the ghost of Dorothy can be seen near the castle keep and in the pub that was named after her on the Mm. castle grounds, the Grey Lady Tavern. Since opening, there have been many reports here, mostly of unexplained sounds, alarms going off in the middle of the night without explanation and extreme drops in temperature that's often accompanied by strange blue mist that floats through the bar. 
Mm. I know a lot of uh, like places have got um, grey lady ghosts. Mm. It's quite a common thing. It's always but a grey lady. I reckon it's just because like they're always from that period of time where it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like long gowns and stuff like that is like what women mm. wore. So maybe that would, I don't know, if yeah. you turn somebody into a ghost, they go grey and it's like... Big, maybe. Uh, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um... So, the most haunted location in the castle is thought to be the chapel undercroft. In an ancient room, a stone coffin is believed to have once held the body of one of the castle's most feared lords, John Summery, who died in 1321. On many occasions, people have reported seeing legs beside the coffin, believed to be John himself. Just a pair of legs in the, in the coffin, Get natural. So, reference, in my references for, for this... Yeah bit i'm reading um was an episode of most haunted that we watched a little bit of because it's a live episode and it's about two hours long yeah it was quite long um but they go into that part of the um the castle and kind of do a i wouldn't even say it's a seance but Derek cora goes in and he's like definitely he's having a chat with one of the ghosts yeah yeah whether that was john i can't quite remember but um he was definitely there and i remember yvette fielding lying in in the coffin (laughs) to which you said why would you do that why would you do that though (laughs) why would you do that if nothing else it's disrespectful uh yeah i suppose but it's like 700 years old maybe that's not the point that is not the point um but yeah, I think we um we kind of watched a bit of that most haunted episode and and um, things. So it's um ghost hunts here have unveiled some terrifying hauntings, with many images being captured of figures seen peering from the old castle windows and entrances. Those that have ghost hunted at Dudley Castle have described feelings of being touched and being watched. Others have complained of stones being thrown at them, and this happens on a regular basis. Which I'm just thinking, Dudley, <laughs> again, stones run at you. Well, maybe, but yeah. Other reports include people feeling, having the feeling of their clothes being tugged at or their bodies prodded. On one particular occasion, it is reported that a little girl flipped over a chair during a paranormal investigation. A little girl ghost or just like a little girl? I've got to be honest, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think a little girl ghost okay. flipped over the chair. Maybe that was on oh no, her daughter. She died in childbirth, so I can't yeah. be the daughter of um, Dorothy. Um, but yeah, who knows? I mean, the castle's really old. <laughs> really old. <laughs> really old. So, um, you know, loads of things might have happened happened there. Um, on another investigation, a dark, shadowy figure was captured on camera. People have also reported strange grinding sounds coming from the chapel above, and on investigation, the sounds cease. Hmm. So, hmm. so yeah. So my question, after sort of looking into Dudley Castle, and obviously reading about the um, experiences that people have had with the ghosts, is that obviously we know that Dudley Castle is now a zoo. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's quite known that maybe animals are more susceptible to things that humans might not be able to detect or pick up on. So I'd be interested to know if there's been any sort of experiences with animals and if they have sort of um, acted strangely um, that people might think that maybe there's been ghosts um, around that, that, that they've kind of reacted to. Another sort of thing was, are there animal ghosts? You never hear about that, do you? No. Animal ghosts, always, always people. Um, it's just a shame, really. Maybe it? animals don't have... Um, as I'm sitting watching my cat lick herself. Um, maybe animals don't have that kind of... Um, I can't think of the word. Um, no soul. No, they have a soul. Um, I can't think of the word I'm looking yeah. for. Um, Ability. That maybe they just... I, I suppose most ghosts are they like... They just go. They yeah. just drift off. Most um, ghosts are like vengeful or they're like... Um, have a reason, a reason to, stay to stay behind. Cats are just like, um, oh, Maybe they don't like kind of... Um, yeah. Or any animal. Yeah. So yeah, so if anyone from... Um, who knows anything about animals might be able to... Or maybe you have a, a pet or animal that um, has acted strangely that you think 
um, may have been like a ghost or some kind of paranormal activity that made the animal um, be strange. But yeah, so. Yeah. And have you visited Dudley Castle yourself? Because the, the, the animals there didn't seem uh, perturbed by any ghosts or spirits. They kind of just were, a lot were asleep, to be honest, when they we saw were. them. It was so a hot day. It was, it was a hot, hot day. day, yeah. Yeah, so they got bigger fish to fry at that point. <laughs> um, but yeah. So that's the end of the episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Um, obviously it's our first episode. Um, I've never done a podcast before, as we've mentioned, so I don't really know what I'm doing. Just talking at this point. Um, but we'd really love to know what you think. Um, and let us know what we can do differently or better or keep doing something um and just your opinions on the the episode itself the actual episode of ghosts as well yeah just uh let us know about anything you think on that um so you can um contact us um through instagram um so that's sort of our main um social media i would say um that we're going to try and use um so follow us on instagram um and you can message us or comment on our posts um, so you can find us at Haunting Button House on Instagram. Um, we will post um, some things to Facebook, um, to some of the groups. Um, there's lots of groups that have been really friendly um, and kind already. So we'd love to like hear more on those um, about what you think. And also you can email us at hauntingbuttonhouse at outlook.com um, and... Um, We'll kind of maybe have a look through some feedback and um, Mm -hmm. if you've got any comments, we might read them out at some point as well. So we'd really like to hear from you. Yeah, uh, I'll pop uh, all of this in the actual podcast notes as well. So um, yeah, you'll be able to just click on the link and follow us through there. So um, next week we are looking at an episode called Gorilla War, which uh, Mm. should be interesting. Um, Do you think we'll see any actual like monkeys fighting or anything like that do you reckon that's i mean i hope so (laughs) (laughs) but uh anyway we will we shall see next week so we'll speak to you again uh then bye (laughs) we might have to take a a brief note here um as our cat is taking a shit